Welcome to the Mustang Creek Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Would you stand to your feet this morning? I'm excited to get to the Word this morning. We started a brand new series that the Lord has challenged me on for the year called All. And this morning we're going to be reading out of Exodus, the 32nd chapter. And we find Moses and the children of Israel in the desert at Mount Sinai. They, they've been on a journey. They've, they've come out of Egypt uh, for a couple of months. And here we find them at Mount Sinai. So let's read this together in Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. It says, When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives and your sons and of your daughters and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are the gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day, and they offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up early and rose up to pray to play let's pray this morning father we thank you for your help we thank you for your anointing today father we thank you for challenging us with your word in the house today in jesus name we thank you for it and everyone said amen, amen. you may be seated today um just to take a quick second and recap briefly this morning, we uh, felt like the Lord challenged us out of Mark, the 12th chapter, and the scripture tells us that the Pharisees had been coming to Jesus and they had been uh, questioning him and, and uh, trying to entangle and ensnare him in words and asking him all types of questions and over and over Jesus answered well and there came a lawyer that recognized that Jesus was answering well and he asked Jesus this he said what, are the, what is the most important commandment of all? And Jesus replies in the scripture and says this. He says, hear, O Israel, that the Lord is one. The Lord your God is one. And you shall love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, 
with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And the second commandment is like unto the first, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. So literally what Jesus was saying is there is only one true God and you shall love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And so that's the series that we've, we've begun this year is all. We want to see what it looks like to love God with all. Everything else, as if we just pause for a second to try to understand, when he's asked what is the most important, we see there are lots of laws, lots of commands in the Old Testament, but literally those are in, impossible to do without the foundation of these two. You know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to murder you if I love you. Come on. It's kind of hard for me to commit adultery with your wife if I'm in love with God and I love you. Oh, come on now. I love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And so we, we did a, a little bit of, a, a, we had a little bit of discussion last week and we talked about what does it look like to love God and what does it look like to love God with all. I am aware that while we are in this body, we are going to struggle with the old nature. How many understand what I'm talking about? We're going to wrestle with the old nature. and the. Uh, so today, we're going to step into, we talked about what does it look like to love God? What does it look like to love Him with all? And today, we're going to, we're going to interject that next word, to love God with all of our heart. And so, you know, what I understand is I understand there's a, a, a lot of do being made this weekend and especially tomorrow on Valentine's Day. And, oh, I love you. And, and uh, you know, the roses that the wife never gets and the candy that the wife never gets and the card that the wife never gets. And, oh, I, I, I feel something. And, and so here's, here's what I want to challenge you with today. The question that I, that I want to posed to you that I feel like needs to be posed is not just do you love God because I believe with all of my heart that uh, uh, if not a hundred percent in here almost a hundred percent if we went around the room and said do you love God I believe most every individual under the sound of my voice would say oh yeah I love God but I don't believe that's the fullness of the question. It's not just do we love God, but the, the, the more full understanding of that is are we loving God? Not just do I feel love for God. Come on now. But am I loving God with all of my heart? Let's jump into this this morning. The first thing that I want to share with you is the most wicked thing on earth is the heart of man. Oh, let that soak in this morning. 
the most, whoo, man, we're, we're just messing Valentine's Day up, aren't we? The most wicked thing on planet Earth is the heart. Look around at the condition of the world, guys. It's due to the wickedness of man's heart. Jeremiah says this, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it. We jump over to the living Bible in Jeremiah 17. It says, the heart is the most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. Only the Lord knows. He searches all hearts and examines the deepest motives so he can give to each person his right reward according to his deeds how he was lived wow deceitful literally means sly and insidious and crooked and polluted and, and uh, I paused as I was looking through this and studying through this and I thought insidious I want a little better understanding of what that word means and it, it's proceeding in a gradual subtle way but with harmful effects now think about the heart the heart is so deceitful we don't normally move from here all the way out to here overnight right uh, when our heart wants something our heart knows it's wrong so our heart just kind of takes gradual steps um, towards we, we've got this underlying motive this, this motive of the heart right and, and we're moving a little bit at, we want everybody else to think we're good we're good we got it going on yeah we're, we're fine we're, and, but the heart is the most deceitful thing on planet earth Exodus 32 verse 4, 1 says when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him up make us gods <laughs> how many gods does it take right uh, uh, make us some gods and who will go before us uh, listen that that what they were literally doing was they were looking back and remembering they had been 400 years in Egypt and they had watched, they had observed, they had been uh, assimilated, if you will, into the culture, the Egyptian culture. And they had watched uh, as they made, as they handmade gods that they worshipped. Uh, and so what they were doing uh, is they were moving forward and coming out of slavery. And they were yet they were looking back uh, at where they had come from. Make us some gods like we used to have. Give us back what we used to have. Oh man, that's, that's pretty deep, y'all. Y'all need to uh, j just think about that as we come out of slavery, as we come out of sin, as uh, God does something miraculous for us and, and he delivers us out of bondage, uh, yet we're continually looking over our shoulder wondering what we're missing out on and, and wanting what we had back then, yet wanting uh, to move forward, but we're still holding on back here. Why? Because the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. Uh, it, it's pretty funny to me as I, as I look in the scripture and, and uh, here we see the children of Israel saying, um, Hey, 
Aaron, uh, this, this man Moses, we don't know what's become of him. Up, oh, make us gods, and uh, that'll, that'll go before us. Um, literally, guys, um, here they are. Moses, uh, uh, Moses has led them out of, uh, out of Egypt. Moses stuck his head on the chopping block for them. You know what I mean? Moses went in over and over and over before Pharaoh, before the, the most powerful man, if you will, natural man on the earth, over the greatest army on the earth. He went in time after time after time after time and there you know he didn't come down from the mountain oh we're moving on make us some gods Aaron they, they didn't even think about Aaron and her you know they were the next in line they were uh, you, you understand what I'm saying they were the protégés of, of Moses and, and uh, so, so just naturally thinking okay Aaron now it's your turn to leave nope make us some gods why because the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. Listen, Aaron did whatever the people wanted him to do just to make the people happy, right? Mm. Sounds like the Christian world today. Exodus 32, so Aaron said to them, take off your rings of gold and your, your, that are in your ears and of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron and he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. Now, now listen, I want to I, I just spend just a second here, not too long, but just a second here. Think about here we have these farmer slaves and God has brought them out of Egypt but he didn't just bring them out of Egypt he literally brings them out and they plunder the Egyptians I mean the God moved on the Egyptians heart and they just laden them down with all of their stuff and they gave them gold and everything they needed for the journey so here we have these farmer slaves that grew up as slaves they grew up watching their masters wear gold attire and beautiful clothing and beautiful uh, uh, rings and nose rings and, and necklaces and, and so here they come and say make us gods and so it reveals the condition of their heart as they're walking around proud look at what we have and Aaron says okay give me that gold and they were willing to take off and sacrifice for this new god because the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. And then, and listen, and that's not to even say about Aaron. Here Aaron is the high priest of God. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? The high priest of God. And the people come to Aaron and say, Aaron, make us gods. And uh, uh, it just, it's crazy to me. Aaron is even Moses' brother. They are blood kin. And Aaron accommodates their desires. Aaron, listen, Aaron was there. Aaron was in the house whenever Moses went before Pharaoh and cast down the serpent. Aaron saw with his own eyes as all of the other musicians cast down their, uh, their staves and they became snakes. But Moses' staff swallowed up all of the other snakes. Aaron was standing there with the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. 
And the people responded in verse 4, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. How in the world? The people watched the ten plagues. The people watched as God plundered the Egyptians and caused them to, to laden them down with everything they needed. The people were there whenever they were standing at the Red Sea and Moses sticks his rod out and the, the Red Sea divides and they come across on dry ground. The people were there whenever the waters closed up over the most mighty, treacherous army in all of the land globally known the people stood there and watched that the people watched as God provided manna from heaven the people watched as the rock opened up and they had water flowing out of a rock the people were there that at that very time whenever Moses and the people came to Mount Sinai and the glory of God fell on the mountain and the mountain began to shake it was covered with a cloud of smoke and lightning and thunder and rumbling of the voice of God the people were there how did it get this bad because the heart a man is exceedingly wicked wow this one gets me the most though Chapter 32, verse 5. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Wait, what? What did he just say? Did y'all hear what I just heard? So they come to him. They say, make us a God. So he takes their jewelry and he fashions them a calf. And they begin to worship the calf. And Aaron says, Oop, you know, maybe we've gone a little bit too far. Maybe we need to do a little sacrificing to God in the morning. Did, did y'all hear what I heard? A sacrifice unto the Lord. Let's bring a peace offering to the Lord. Oh my goodness. So here we find that, um, that they bring their offerings to the Lord and they offer this sacrifice to the Lord and, and uh, 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 they, uh, they have communion. I, I don't... Come on, think about it this morning. Here they come. Uh, they, they, are, they are offering this sacrifice to the Lord and then uh, the scripture said they sat down to eat uh, that sacrifice they made to the Lord and then they rose up to play. Think about the concept this morning. We think, oh my goodness, that's awful. We would never do that. We would never go do our own thing all through the week and then come into the house of the Lord and offer a peace offering. Oh, come on now. 
We'd never uh, have a little bit of of the world and come back uh, into the house of the Lord and have a little bit of God uh, so that we're we're making a peace offering. So, you know, well, it's not that bad. Come on now. Listen, I... What we find is Moses at the top of the mountain and, and uh, all of a sudden the voice of the Lord speaks to Moses and says, hey, you need to get down the mountain, the people that you brought up out of Egypt. Now, God's got a really funny sense of humor. You know, the, the people said, remember, as for this Moses guy that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, right? And, uh, and, and then they said, oh, the gods brought us up out of Egypt. And, and so uh, God is all ticked off at them, uh, and he's got this sense of humor. And he looks at Moses, and he says, since you brought them up out of Egypt, you need to go down and tend to them, Right? And Moses is like, whoa, wait a minute, God. These are your people. These are not my people. Uh, and uh, so, so they begin to have this, this kind of discourse together, right? And, and so all of a sudden, Moses and Joshua come down the mountain. And, and uh, uh, as they're coming down the mountain, they hear the noise of the people having this party down there. And Moses gets to the bottom of the mountain, and he's angry. And, and he, he, he breaks the table of stones, the Ten Commandments that God had given him. And, and, uh, and, and the next part is just kind of amusing. He said, Aaron, you ever get mad at your sibling? You know, you can say stuff to your sibling and get away with it. You know what I'm talking about? That you wouldn't say to anybody else. But can you just imagine? He says, Aaron, what in the world did these people do to you that would cause you to do such a thing? And Aaron's like, Moses, don't get angry. They wanted a God. And I, I had them bring their gold to me and I threw it in the fire and boop, out came the calf. Moses in the Bible is a type of Christ. And the Bible says that Moses went over and stood in the gate. And he said, whoever is on the Lord's side, let him come over to me. Wow. Look at this. I won't won't take time to read this. But in studying and musing this, and I went over and read some commentary. Moses being a type of Jesus. We find the people struggling with temptation and waffling back and forth as we see that Moses went up the mountain into a cloud of glory out of the people's sight to commune with God and because he lingered long because he delayed his return the people sat down to eat and rose up to play is anybody in the house See, Jesus 
was caught up in a cloud of glory. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. He ever lives uh, to make intercession for us. Uh, And now as he delays his return, as he delays his coming back to earth, the church begins to waffle in where their love lies. The church begins to vacillate with where their heart truly is. Look at this. Number two, and number two and three are much shorter than number one. Just take a deep breath. (laughs) Number two, our heart is a replica of our Father's heart. Our heart is a replica of our Father's heart. Matter of fact, we find Jesus arguing and and, uh, uh, going back and forth with the Israelites here uh, in John chapter 8, verse 41. And and, uh, they they were all upset because uh, Jesus was calling them out, was calling them out concerning their hearts. And and it says this, and they replied, we were not born uh, out of wedlock. Our uh, true Father is God himself and Jesus told them uh, if that were so uh, then you would love me for I have come to you from God and I am not here on my own but he sent me why can't you understand what I'm saying it is because you are prevented from doing so for you are the children of your father the devil and you love to do what is evil you love to do the evil things he does Your heart is a replica of your father's heart. Wow, what a a thought. Ezekiel 36 verse 26 says this, and I will give you a new heart and I will give you new and right desires and put a new spirit within you and I will take out your stony hearts of sin and give you new hearts of love. Again, the, the heart is a replica of its father. Listen, I, I don't know. I, yes, I do. I know without a shadow of a doubt because it's the biggest thing that's ever happened to you ever in your entire life. It's bigger than when you were born in the natural. It's bigger than when you ask your spouse to marry you. It's bigger than when you said I do. It's bigger than when your firstborn child was born. That day that you had that encounter with Jesus, uh, it was more than just tears uh, at an altar. It was more than than just repeating a prayer. It was more than just going through the motions. Uh, Something supernatural happened uh, on that day when God reached down uh, and he he did heart surgery and he pulled out the heart of stone uh, and he implanted a heart of flesh uh, that was made in his own image uh, and something transformed uh, on the inside of us uh, and we became a new person. Uh, There was such a drastic change in us. Listen, we went from hating everybody uh, to loving uh, our vegetables, our broccoli, uh, spinach, uh, and even liver. No, I wouldn't go that far. 
We went from hating everybody to loving everybody. There was a change because our heart is a replica of our Father's heart. And guys, if that's the case, our heart is a gift from heaven. Our heart is a gift from heaven. And so, number three is God wants us to love him with all of the heart he's given us. He says in the scriptures, sacrifice and offering, I'm not impressed with those. I don't really want those. But what I do want is for you to love me with all of your heart. Think about that concept. Guys, listen. We've made Christianity so cheap. Truth. The blood of Jesus paid for all of our sins, the, for, for all of our, our forgiveness. He gave us mercy and grace that we did not deserve. Uh, but we have come to the place in society. We, we think, uh, have, have you ever been to a flea market? Uh, man, I, I used to go and sell dogs uh, at First Monday Canton. Man, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Uh, and uh, those dogs, man, they had started, they were $2,000. Uh, and by the last day of uh, being in 150 degree weather uh, with sweaty, stinky animals all around. Uh, they were $95. No, I'm joking. But we feel like we've got to lower the cost uh, of this thing, uh, this, this relationship, this experience with Jesus Christ. Uh, we've got to make it uh, so cheap uh, that people will want to buy, that people uh, will want to commit. Uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, I want you to understand he's paid the full cost, uh, but uh, he wants all. 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 Everything. All. Received this email. After I preached the first sermon on loving the Lord your God with all, a friend of mine, David Moore, you know him, some of you, said, oh my gosh, Pastor, the Lord just confirming in my heart through the word, the message. And he sent me this passage of scripture in Jeremiah chapter 3. 
verse 10 and 11. In spite of all this, Israel's sister, unfaithful Judah. There are two stems. You understand that, right? There's the Jew and the non-Jew. The family tree. You understand what I'm saying? We are of the lion of the tribe of Judah, right? Listen. Unfaithful Judah has not turned back to me with any sincerity. She has only pretended to do so, says the Lord. Then the Lord said to me, under the circumstances, wayward Israel could even be considered less guilty than unfaithful Judah. What? Wayward Israel, less guilty than unfaithful Judah. Look at this. Jeremiah 7, 9 and 10. It says, you steal, you murder, you commit adultery, you lie when you swear on oath. You sacrifice to the god Baal. You pay allegiance to other gods whom you have not previously known. When you come and stand in my presence in this temple and have claimed as my own and say we are safe you think you are so safe that you go on doing all those hateful sins we literally feel like that we're okay when we come in and he has given us all and yet our hearts stay entangled in the things of the world. The question is not, do you love God? The question is, are you loving God? What a huge difference. Do you feel love for God? Are you actively loving God with all of your heart? Do you stand to your feet with me this morning? Moses comes down the mountain and he looks around and he sees what's going on and he goes and he stands in the gate and he said to those that are on the Lord's side let them come to me I believe God is taking us on this journey. Do we love God? And are we loving God with all of our heart? Every head bowed, every eye closed in the house.
you're in the house this morning and you'd say, Pastor, I want to take this journey with, with this church body this year. I, I want to love God with all of my heart. I want to proactively, more than just feeling, I want to love God with all of my heart. Would you just slip your hand up all over the building this morning? Yes, yes, yes. I want to love God with all. I want to, I want to go in deeper with all of my heart. Thank you. All over the building. Listen, this morning, if you're in the house and you would say, Pastor, I, I currently don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never had a relationship with Him or maybe the storms of life got your eyes off of Jesus and you walked away, you gave up. He didn't give up on you, but you walked away. But today, the Father is looking and longing for you to come home. Today, the Father is inviting you to come back home. If you're in the house this morning with no one looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you would just be honest right where you are and say, Pastor, I need that relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I need that forgiveness. I, I need a relationship with with him. I need that forgiveness in my life. Right where you're at with no one looking around. Would you just slip your hand up and write back down? I just want to pray with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Is there another this morning? Would you slip it up and write back down quickly this morning? Quickly. Don't wait. Don't wait. God wants to do something amazing in the house this morning. Listen, I'm going to open these altars this morning and truthfully, I, I wish every person in the building would come and just get on your knees and say, God, search me today. Search my heart today. I want to love you with all. I want to go on this journey to give you all of me. We hope you've encountered the Spirit of God during this podcast. If you've decided to follow Jesus or if you need prayer for any reason, click the link in the description below. We are located on the east edge of the Dallas Metroplex and would love to host you in person. Plan your visit now at mustangcreek.org forward slash plan your visit.